The Dory Monson Show on Cairo Radio. This is The Big Lead. Tremendous controversy as we begin the big show this afternoon. Come to you from the Carter Subaru studio. Welcome. Welcome to The Big Show. So, uh, we, we often have guests at 1230. I often just talk about the news at 1230. But we did have a third option today. And uh, Nicole and I were just, uh, oh, man, because usually we see eye to eye on things. But I I tossed out the possibility of something for 1230 this afternoon. And, uh, man, Nicole was like Dikembe Mutombo rejecting it into the third row of seats by here. Why why are you so against this? Um, You know, some things just deserve to stay where they are first placed. (laughs) (laughs) Was it that bad? Um, You know, I've seen a lot of your performances and a lot of different, Uh you know, a range of, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, This, I wouldn't rank it at the top. That's for sure. (laughs) You know how hard I worked on this? And let me explain so we are talking too cryptically here. So last night they did a old-time one-hour Christmas radio drama live here on Cairo Radio. And uh, Felix, who produces these live radio theater things, he asked me if I would contribute something. And uh, I, I, I don't like saying no to people I like. And so I said, okay, Felix. Uh, so I said, is there anything in particular? And he goes, well, do you have a childhood story? And I said, well, I don't have any good childhood stories, but I could, uh, I could make one up. So I... I craft one. I don't, I don't know, make one up. That sounds deceptive. You could craft no, one a, to go along with the show. Right, I could craft one. Well, that's what I meant. I could craft one. To go along with the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I, I, th- I thought about it in about, I, I was the only person not scripted on the show last night because I, I just ad libbed this thing. Oh, I would have never noticed. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I, I uh, ad lib this story. And, uh, and now here's the other thing as you know, I don't do voices. I don't even do this voice very well, which is my normal, natural voice. But I can't do voices. And I'm listening to all of our colleagues on this radio theater. And some of them are talking like this. And, well, and they, let, to be clear, uh, Dave Ross was Santa, and he had a very, very good Santa voice. Yes. And then yeah. everyone else was an elf, and they put their best effort into their elf voices, and I thought they did very well. I did, too. uh, And then here comes Dory. Sounding owl. Uh, So, and we did... uh, (laughs) (laughs) And here comes We did one live show at a a church in the U District a few years ago. Remember that? Yes. And I was the co-lead with Dave... And uh, the big criticism was that I just used my normal voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for that. And so I thought, well, I don't want to be criticized. So I uh, not only did I write this uh, this piece for radio last night, but I, I used a voice to deliver it 
So it would sound more like old-timey radio theater. That was and, a voice. Uh, and then Nicole, right after it's done, Nicole texts me, and she says, yeah, that was good. It's not noon to three good. <laughs> That's the text I get after I put my heart and soul into this thing. You know, that I didn't know you were using a voice. It sounded like your regular voice. <laughs> I'm not good at voices. <laughs> I think I just went over that. So, so the big it was, question it, maybe is... Maybe it was a side-by-side by, side by Dave Ross's brilliant he, he Santa voices. voice. Yes. Next to Dory Monson's. Yeah. I ain't no Fred Travelina here. <laughs> I know you know, don't know what nope, that means. Nope, not a clue. But four people listening knew what I meant. Okay. There. I ain't no Frank Gorshin. But uh, but anyway, so so we could I because I have plenty of news to talk about today. It's actually a very busy news afternoon. Uh, but but we could do me talking about the news in my normal voice here at twelve thirty, or we could play uh, a little bit of of the thing last night. Well, that and your story was a bit disturbing. <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to do what everybody else was going to do. Everybody else did Christmas songs. And yeah, everyone else had a nice tales. heartwarming story or song, and then now, yours you see, come in. On, on this, I will defend myself, because it has always been my goal since day one to not sound like everybody else. So, so yes, I gave my story a, a little disturbing twist. <laughs> well, that so, you so, did a good job of. The, yeah. yeah, I know how you feel. So anyway, I, do, do the listeners, do they want uh, more news at 12.30 in that segment, or do you want a, a little taste? It's, it's what is it, like four minutes long? I, I It felt like 10. <laughs> Probably in that range. Before Between four and 10. Do <laughs> you know how bad it was? Did you did you listen to the end of the broadcast? Uh, I did. When they uh, did the closing credits. Uh oh. Guess who the one person left out of the closing credits was? Well, maybe that's because you weren't in the studio with the rest of them, so you you kind of were forgotten about by then. You- well, did they mention David Farenthold and all those others on the phone? I I, I don't know. I I just had people tell me. That wasn't uh, mentioned. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, you so didn't like, even listen to the rest of it? Well, then you don't deserve the shout out. <laughs> well, no, you know why? Because after uh, emoting and putting my heart and soul into this piece for four to ten minutes, uh, I, I had to come down, as mm-hmm. us thespians like to say. I, I, needed to, I, I needed to chillax because I had put right. everything into mm-hmm. this. I got to say, okay, so, so far, so, the texts are quite the divided. Do, do the listeners, do they want us to just keep talking about the news at 1230? Or do they want a, a little four-minute diversion from the radio theater production last night? Wow. So, I mean, I'm going to say I'm winning on this one right now. What? I know you're probably surprised by that, but really. I don't have our, uh, what's, what's our text line? I can't remember our text line. News, um, please, now. Dory, don't play it. News. Nicole, I'm with Nicole. News, please. <laughs> How little faith. 
<laughs> Let's go with Nicole's advice. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Crying out loud. What a brutal... This is no way to kick off the holiday season. <laughs> what a brutal crowd. Man. Put my heart and soul into it. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if the tide I trust turns. Nicole. Thank you, Ryan. Stop it. <laughs> okay, uh, you can text us, I guess. Don't play it. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're making these up. I am not. I, no, because I can't I get on the text with Nicole. line right now. I mean, they're rolling in. Nicole's advice. Advice. News. Poor. 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 Uh, yeah. News. Now. <laughs> they don't even want us talking about it now. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, with all this is mere prelude. Let's get right to the big lead. The big lead. Your tax dollars at work. Hey, how's everything going in your life financially? Are you doing well? Making ends meet? Is inflation not a problem? Are you finding that even though with inflation your real income has gone down substantially the last couple of years, are you doing just fine and you wouldn't need any help from Jay Inslee or Washington state government, right? The reason I ask is because the state of Washington has just become the first in the nation to get approval from the Biden administration to give Obamacare to illegals. The Biden administration has just approved the request from Jay Inslee to offer health insurance to illegal aliens in our state. The Department of Health and Human Services just approved Washington State's application, and so they are going to, and we're the only state in the country that has this exception, because when Obamacare was first offered, to the American people, they said, but illegal aliens won't be eligible. But in Washington State, Jay Inslee, who destroys the businesses and livelihood of people who pick and choose which laws they're going to follow if they keep their restaurant, their bar, their barbershop open during an emergency, Jay Inslee will destroy their lives because he says, you cannot pick and choose what laws you're going to follow. But Jay Inslee, he picks and chooses which laws he's going to follow. And he has done everything to encourage illegal aliens to come in massive numbers to Washington state. And so according to uh, DSHS or HHS, uh, Human and Health Services at the federal level, uh, people who are in the state illegally will be allowed to qualify for health plans, dental plans, a state affordability program. Uh, the waiver will help Washington work towards its goals of improving health equity and reducing racial disparities by expanding access to coverage for the uninsured population throughout the state. This isn't about equity. It's not about addressing racial disparities. This is about if you are here legally as a citizen or with federal documentation that allows you to work as a non-citizen in this country. It's about if you are here legally versus if you are here illegally. 
And since when does equity principles apply to people breaking the law? And we say, well, we have to treat illegal people the exact same way as people who follow the law. I mean, for equity, then, we shouldn't have murders in prison because that's not equitable. Just because they killed somebody, they need to be treated the exact same as everybody else. And so the state of Washington, and I'll tell you one reason why this irks me. Uh, Somebody, one of my daughters just started a business and is working as a sole proprietor for the first time. And one of the things she and I just had a very long talk about a couple days ago is, well, you know, health insurance, because she's always worked for larger companies that offer health care. And so she's shopping around right now, and it is expensive. If you have started your own business and you want to have health insurance, it costs a fortune. But somebody who comes into the state illegally They'll just, boom, get it. They'll get it. They can have it because Jay Inslee wants equity for them. But for all of you who are single proprietors or if you have a you know, small LLC and you want to make sure you're covered, you're probably spending a fortune. What's equitable about that, Governor? What's equitable about the people who want to be responsible, take care of their own medical bills, get insurance, and they got to pay a fortune. But people who come here illegally, you are now going to provide health coverage to them. You know, and I just saw a news story yesterday about how our hospitals are way, way over uh, booked, over, co- you know, just capacity. Well, if you go to Children's Hospital, I've talked about this before, the emergency room at, Ch- at Children's ER, it is like a primary care provider for people who don't speak English, and are, many are in the country illegally, and that's where your children spends a lot of its uncompensated care fund on people who are just using the ER as a primary care provider. But the bottom line with all of this is, The more you dangle attractants, the more you will attract illegal immigrants to Washington State. And now that we are the first state in the country to offer Obamacare to people here illegally, there is going to be another mass migration. And we've had 2 million people cross our wide-open southern border in just this year, at least 2 million. You don't think that A lot of them are going to come to the land of milk and honey, Washington State, where the governor wants to ensure that you get health care as soon as you cross the Columbia from Portland into Vancouver. It's insanity. When we have a lot of families that are struggling, struggling to get by, struggling on their limited fixed incomes in many cases, struggling with the inflation and now we're paying for health care for people in this country illegally. It's amazing. All right, up next in The Big Lead. The Big Lead. Your tax dollars at work. I'm going to talk more about this later in the show. Probably the next segment, since that appears to be wide open now. Thank you very much. 
But uh, this is a big I told you so, too, that the State Transportation Commission, they have now taken another step towards making every inch of every road that you drive on a toll road. This is an I told you so. I told you in 1998 that the plan was to eventually make every single inch of roadway in our region, in our state, a toll road. And that is coming. Now, they say, yeah, but we're going to get rid of the gas tax, so it'll be a wash. That is one of the biggest lies you have ever been told. And uh, I I do have to take a quick time out here. We're going to check the news. And, uh, oh, looky here, I have a wide open 1230 segment coming up. We call it the B Block. So I'm going to tell you why this toll road scheme is one of the biggest taxation lies that they've ever tried to foist on the people of this state. And, and, and it's unbelievable how the media is not presenting the truth of this. But I will coming up next. That for now is your big lead for today. The Big Lead on Cairo Radio. Okay, we will check the news. The tax lie. Oh, and by the way, do you want government to know where you are every moment that you're in your car with the transponder in it that government has access to? I'm not crazy about that idea either. So more on the tax lie with toll roads coming to Washington as we get rolling here on the Dory Monson Show. Did a little cherry picking on the text line there. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's 50-50. No way. You mean yes, way. And we're still not gonna play it here. Well, I might I'm working on a special version of it because it's actually seven minutes long and we don't have time for that. No, but, no. But maybe, I maybe make... two thirty. Maybe we can play it at two thirty. Yeah, so. there we go. Okay, all right. Okay. Deal. Special version. <laughs> uh okay. Uh, Continuing with our big lead, out of necessity. (laughs) So uh, the Washington Transportation Commission unanimously, what a shock that they don't have any dissenting voices. They voted unanimously to yesterday to, as they put it, replace that high gas tax we all pay at the pump with a per mile charge. That's how the media is characterizing this the mainstream media in Seattle. They're going to uh, replace the gas tax with a per-mile charge. This is a tremendous lie. Uh, It's a lie of omission that the media is telling the people of this state. Let me tell you the truth here. So in 1998, I had a source who was in the meetings of this Regional Transportation Commission. And at the time, they said their goal was to make every single road in the state of Washington a toll road. Every inch of every road. That if you drive to the supermarket or you pick up your kids from school, it might cost you a dime or a quarter. If you go into downtown Seattle at 7.30 a.m., it might cost you $25. But they want to have a transponder in every car, and they want to be able to put what they call variable tolling 
on every inch of every road. I told you in 1998 that was the goal. At the time, it was stated as a 20-year plan. Now, you may recall there were politicians who were publicly denouncing me, and they said that I was making this up. They said that there's no such plan. Well, I had a great source who was in these meetings. I knew that I was giving my listeners the truth. And I also knew that the more they denounced me, the more they were working to keep the truth from getting out. But the only thing they missed on was the 20-year plan. They wanted to have this up and rolling by 2018. But it's Washington state government, and they can't do anything on time. So now uh, they're hoping in the next year or two to have this rolled out. So now they say you're going to be charged two and a half cents for every mile you drive. So how are they going to do that? Well, at first they say, well, we'll do odometer checks. And they may set up like when they had the old emissions testing, that ridiculous, insane waste of time. You might have to go to an odometer check office once a year. And they'll say, okay, 30,000 miles on January 1st. Now you got 44,000 So 14,000 miles times two and a half cents a mile. Beep, here's how much you owe. But what they really want is a transponder in every vehicle. Now, the advantage to the state of that is that way they can do the variable tolling. So they will tell you if you want to go into downtown Seattle. I mean, Washington, D.C., the toll road going from from the Beltway into D.C., uh, it can be hit as high as $40 some days. And they want to be able to charge you depending on where you're driving, what time of day you are driving. Now, the big lie that they're using to sell this is they're saying, but we're going to replace the gas tax. Technically, meh, but not financially for you or for me. Because the gas tax right now is $0.49 a gallon. Beginning on January 1st, about three weeks from now, Jay Inslee's carbon tax is going into effect. And it is going to start ramping up. They're going to add $0.46 per gallon of gas so that Jay Inslee can achieve his carbon emission goals. And so the state of Washington is going to collect every single as much penny on the gas tax. They just call it a fee now. It's a carbon fee. But they're going to collect the exact same amount of money for that, and they are going to collect the new road toll money from you and from everybody else. There's a financial problem because it's going to end up costing everybody more. Now, I don't know if you can afford to pay hundreds of dollars more per year because gas prices, thank you to Joe Biden, have already gone through the roof the last couple of years. How much more can you afford to pay for all of this? Uh, You're looking at... Two and a half cents a gallon, you drive 14,000 miles a year. What's that? 1,440, 280, what's that? That's 350 bucks. 
So you're going to pay an extra $350 to the state of Washington if it stayed at two and a half cents a gallon. But if they get the tolling that they want and they tell you that you're going to be financially punished for driving anywhere during morning or afternoon rush hour, uh, it could easily cost you in the thousands. And there's going to be no counterbalancing savings because even if the gas tax goes away, Jay Inslee's new carbon fee starts to go into effect on January 1st. So get ready. Then the next question, are you going to allow a transponder in your car? If you think that there's any chance in heck that I would allow Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson and these distrustful politicians who have brutal vendettas and have documented cases of lying, you think that I want them to be able to track wherever I drive? I'm about the most boring person ever to track driving from. And by the way, all this is going to cost me pretty much nothing because I don't even have my own car. My wife and I share one car and I ride a bike an e-bike for most of my travel because I am energy conscious. I'm uh, I'm just hated for my energy consciousness because I don't run it up a flagpole and say, look how great I am living with only one car and riding an e-bike. I don't do it for show. I do it because I don't like to give money to the state of Washington. I don't want to have two cars because I don't want to pay car tabs and have uh, sound transit take so much more of our money. So this is my own personal little protest. But that is my question, and I'd like love you to weigh in on the text line. You can allow a transponder in your car so they can put in variable tolling. Uh, are you comfortable with our government officials being able to track where you drive, when you drive? Let me know. Triple eight ninety seven three Cairo. That is the text line. Triple eight ninety seven three five four seven six. Quick timeout. Lots more to come as the Dory Monson Show rolls on. If you wonder why inflation is as horrible. As it is, there are so many contributing factors, you know, throwing billions of dollars into the economy, phony dollars, just print the money. There's nothing backing it up uh, since we got off the gold standard. So they just print phony money, throw it out there. And eventually, the only way you can pay off $30 trillion in debt is eventually with hyperinflation, where the dollar might be worth a dime. And they can pay off that $30 trillion with almost worthless dollars. But, man, it's going to drive the price of everything just sky high, as you're seeing at the grocery store. And I was telling my wife, the, the price of, uh, I eat a lot of chicken breasts. It's tripled since Biden became president. Chicken breasts have tripled. You routinely be able to get them for a buck ninety nine a pound. And uh, I went a couple days ago, six ninety nine a pound. So three and a half times. It's in more than tripled. It is just crippling. And if 
your families on a fixed income. So as I mentioned, uh, the state of Washington is going to be the first to offer health care to illegal aliens. I have gotten so many text messages from people who own their own small business, who are paying the minimum. They don't have vision. They don't have dental. And they're paying 800 Some are paying 1200 a month. A lot of people have seen massive increases. Well, yes. If the mandate from Jay Inslee is that we got to give free health care to everybody who comes into the state illegally, then, of course, it drives up the cost of health care. Also, the way that those one ruling party in our region, in our state, the Democrats, what they've done to expand crime. You know, we talked about how we are the number two market in the country for porch pirates. Why? Well, because if they get caught, nothing will happen. Nothing. They don't prosecute any misdemeanor crimes. Unless it's a white sheriff and a black newspaper carrier, then the state will spend a million dollars prosecuting. I'll I'll talk about this. I hope the verdict comes down today in the said Troyer case, because this is one of the most insane witch hunts I have ever seen. They don't prosecute any misdemeanor crimes in King and Pierce County, virtually. They rarely prosecute misdemeanor crimes. But the state of Washington, the attorney general's office, they are throwing every resource they have because they want to continue this phony narrative of uh, a white cop and putting the life of a black man in danger. And so I'll be curious if that verdict comes down sometime today. We'll go to that live as soon as the verdict comes in. But it is an outrageous prosecution and persecution because Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson, they want to be able to say to their core constituencies, hey, we hate cops too. We know that you hate cops on the left. And we need the left to vote for us, so we hate cops too. So much so that we'll prosecute misdemeanors. I'm serious. There are tens of thousands of cases of people who have broken into cars, broken into homes. It's a misdemeanor, just like what what Troyer's accused of. And they never get prosecuted. They all get wiped out. So... You also have to look at how crime doesn't get punished. The founder of Home Depot, he's been talking about, you may recall last week, we told you about an 83-year-old Home Depot employee. He tried to stop a a guy with a couple of uh, pressure washers from walking out of the store in a shopping cart, shoplifting them. Uh, The 83-year-old man got shoved to the ground hit his head, and has died from his injuries. The founder of Home Depot says that, yeah, we don't get any help at all now. You can see um, in the in the video itself how uh, uh, it's, just, it's just heartbreaking, right? I mean, my dad was uh, uh, just trying to do a job, right? And I want to correct him. This isn't the founder of Home Depot. This is the son of the man who's killed, and and now he's now he's no no longer with us. So, um, it's uh, paramount to me and my family that we find this uh, particular person, and that he uh, 
uh, receives the justice he so richly deserves. Okay, but as for the corporate execs, they say that, yeah, when our breakage, shoplifting used to be like 2 3%, now it's up over 10% of inventory that they just lose to thieves. Of course, that drives prices up. Very, very unfortunate. I'm sure that, uh, you know, when I was there and Ted Decker has the same policy to protect our associates, not to not to interfere, not try to stop something like that uh, that could result in, in that casualty. So that was very, very sad. But let me let me just say this. If I look back a couple of decades when I was there, shrink was in the lower single digit percent. Mm-hmm. Now it has elevated to the point where you've got Doug McMillan talking about impacting earnings. And this is another silent contributor to inflation. Of course it is. So every time you go to the grocery store, you get to subsidize all the crime around here. Isn't that great? You get to subsidize insurance, health insurance for illegals, and crime for homeless drug vagrants. Pretty great thing we've carved out here. Okay, we're going to check the news for you here at the top of the hour. And then the Fast 15 is next here on the Dory Monson Show.